The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What does that do? Did that blow your mind? That just happened. This is the Fantasy Baseball Prospect Podcast, Prospect One. Hello, friends. I'm Chris Welsh. You can find me on Twitter at IsItTheWelsh, Instagram at IsItTheWelsh, even Reds. At is it the Welsh? Yeah, I don't even know what it is essentially at this point, but I just followed along and did it so you could find me on those places. And of course, at inthisleague.com. The Patreon, where the updates are. Where's that update? Well, it's coming today as this episode is dropping. I actually have a funny thing to tell you guys here in just a second. But in this league.com is the Patreon where you could support Prospect One if you like doing those things. If not, if you just like to acquire, which I understand you want to acquire things. Well, my top 500 list, my dynasty list, I've got top 50 draft prospects for fantasy that is going to be in this update coming up. Plus P1 ADPs we will have first year player boards that are going to be up and tons more. Get in the group me rooms, have access to me, the rest of my community in this league.com come up on the patreon today thank you for your support your support means we can continue doing things we can do unique cool stuff and i hope to see you there so today on the episode joe doyle he's back joe doyle is back from future star series and joe is going to be talking more mlb draft we had him on about a month ago he's back to give us the latest the greatest of what's going on some of the rumors on the top end of players and we're going to be going through some of the best tools from this draft class, according to Joe. So you guys can translate some of that for fantasy and whatnot. But here's the funny thing that happened. So Joe, of course, you know, practically dropped stuff on a dime, which I deeply appreciate. This is why he's such a great guy to come on and do a show with me. And we did the episode, we recorded it, and I completely forgot to do anything with it. No fault of Joe whatsoever. Fourth of July came crazy, crazy busy. And I had multiple birthdays going on. And I had this realization on Wednesday night. I went, oh my God, I never posted the episode. I was actually wondering. I'm like, I didn't hear from Joe. I didn't hear anybody excited about the episode. And then I realized it's because I didn't post it. Here you go. A little bit late. We actually recorded this episode. I think on Friday is where we put the episode, at least this recording. So there's a few things that maybe have gotten updated. Kind of bummed I didn't get out a little bit earlier because I feel like there's a couple things in here that might have been more, a little bit more unique to Joe that maybe have updated since the draft is only a couple days away, but it's a great conversation talking about what that first round is going to look like. We're going to talk about the best skill sets, which I think is always something really fun to do and how it's going to translate to fantasy. So we got a good 45 minutes plus of Joe Doyle talking about the MLB draft, which is this weekend. That's the crazy part. Everything is going down this weekend. Futures game. Boom. MLB draft on Sunday, and there's going to be so much to it. Now, I've done this in the past, and I know people are probably going to ask, Welsh, are you doing the live stream? The answer is yes and no at this point, and maybe. The reason behind that is I've been asked to come on to CBS Sports HQ on Sunday to talk about some of the draft picks, which, you know, hey, that's that's an awesome thing. I got hit up about that, and I said, that is a pretty cool opportunity. So I will be on doing a couple hits through the first 10 picks. I think they're going to have me on... Right after the first pick, 
right after the first five as kind of a little breakdown, and then after the first 10. So then I'm open. So what I think I'm going to do, this is a tentative plan. And this is why A, follow me on Twitter, at is it the Welsh. B, be a part of the Patreon because I will post these things directly in the group me rooms. What I think the plan is, is I think I'm going to live stream during the Futures game on Saturday. Pending plans. I don't know what's going on Saturday, but I think I'm going to live stream during there, which we'll talk about the Futures game and we can talk about the draft. Then tentatively, depending how everything goes on Sunday, I think I might come on for the second half of the draft. Like, so essentially once I'm done with the CBS hits, I would pop on and do the rest of the draft. In a normal year, I actually kind of think I would have asked Bogman to maybe start the draft off, but he's going to be there. He actually literally might be at the draft, which if that's the case, that would be something I would try to do a check-in on. So Those are the tentative plans. There was a side part of me that thought maybe I would just start the whole live stream. Then I think it'd be weird, me like disappearing. I'd have to disappear for 10 minutes and not having anyone else to kind of do that. I don't think I'm going to do that unless I come up with some, you know, in the next 48 hours, I come up with like a crew of a couple people. That is the tentative plan. So be on the lookout. Those will be broadcast on the Twitch if I do them. Twitch.tv slash in this league if you guys want to follow the Twitter, I'll be always putting everything out, group me as well. But part of what has always been nice about that stream, at least for some of you guys, is as the picks go, I would talk about draft values and where they're, you know, where I'm going to place them, tentatively place them on my prospect list. One thing I added to the prospect list currently is I put the tentative range of where I think they're going to be. So you can kind of already know it. I live do it during those drafts. So if I don't end up doing those things, here's the cool thing. Next week, well, actually, it'll be the week after, I will have the update. Only reason it'll be the week after is because I am gone uh, for a couple days into California. But when I get back, I will have the prospect list updated and we will be doing, we will be pushing a second update into the month that are going to have all of the draft guys. I'm going to have pretty much my entire list and where they fit and where they go. And I might, you know, add some new stuff as well. But currently, on this rank update that'll be happening pretty much as you're listening to this, I've got 50 guys placed for uh, first year. They're essentially first year player guys for the MLB draft into fantasy. And I've done a lot of work into watching these guys and getting some different data and just falling in love with some different players as I continue to consume this stuff. And uh, that'll be the update. So you can get that now. You'll get the bigger update mid-month. And the last cool thing is these guys that are going to come out here for the Arizona Complex League. I wish I could get all the Florida guys, but a decent chance even some of the college guys will come out. You might have a pitcher that maybe the teams don't want to push that would come out. You might get a college hitter that comes out to Complex for a week. And then the high school guys will most likely be out there. So I've got a decent shot to be able to catch... SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Say, I like you. I like you so much, I'm going to make you my partner. All you have to do is find the gold and I'll share 
start with you 50-50. Prospect one. We are back for more MLB draft talk. It's like my draft guy. We got to talk to him last month and I held his feet to the fire. I was like, hey, Joe. Uh, you, you know, we should do like another episode and Joe's nicest guy on the planet. Joe's like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. We could totally do one. And then I forced him and I was like, Joe, you said you were going to come back on the podcast. So now it's a Joe Doyle Those are lies, man. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> it's all I, false. But I had to have you back. Joe Doyle back on the podcast. You got to follow him. Joe Doyle. M.I.L.B. Future Stars. Your Super Bowl is coming up, my friend. And as you told me uh, off air, like this is your favorite week not just because it's going to end and uh uh accumulate with the draft but there's just so much attention and excitement and also smoke screens and disinformation it's actually kind of like a mission impossible spy thing people are out there just trying to get you in different directions man so you're tom cruise is what i'm saying uh tom cruise is like five five taller than that (laughs) how tall are you how tall are you five nine Okay. (laughs) Notably, notably, I'm not the guy that says he's 5'10", though. Let me make that clear. I'm a strong 5'9", not not 5'10". I'm just saying you attack, you're like, like, hey, he's 5'5", 5'9", Joe. (laughs) Nothing against 5'5ers, but Tom Cruise is (laughs) 5'5". He's like a tiny. It is actually very uh, disarming when you meet like a celebrity and they are dramatic. And for me, it's very intense because not only am I just a a big guy, but I'm 6'4". So it's like I I will tower over people when you meet like big even athletes. The same thing actually happens with athletes. It's very funny where sometimes I will even I will comment and I'll tell you what one of them was. Uh, I, I'll say it off here. Me and Jeff Ponce were talking and I noted on the last show about how Max Clark was a little bit smaller in person as I was at the MLB draft combine than I thought. And he's listed at six foot one. And I was like, ain't no way, bro. Ain't no way. He's not six foot one. I'm like, mm. that felt a little bit more five ten. But I also get very hung up on it because I think everybody has people that you revere or you watch and there's something in your mind and then you're around them. And especially if you're a, you know, you're bigger like I am and you tower over them, you're like, why are all these people so tiny? So this is a complete sidetrack. <laughs> why are here. all these people so tiny? Why are they so it tiny? It's kind of weird. Like, you know, meeting a player that you watch, you know, hit hit bombs or ring doubles into the gap or even like a coach, you know, that has, you know, this machismo about him. And then you meet him in person and you interview him and you're like, I could kind of I could kick the crap out of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I've been around Corbin Carroll since he was, uh, you know, 18 years old yeah. in the in the complex league. And, you know, he is definitely filled out and I've watched him grow and stuff like that. But it's like I am so dramatic. It's like if I fell on you. <laughs> This would not yeah. be a good situation. Exactly. But we're not here to talk about falling on. We're here to talk about the MLB draft. So like I said, we had Joe on about a month ago to kind of set the stage in what was going on. We're back as we are a little tiny bit over a week away from the MLB draft. Things are probably starting to get into place. So we're going to talk about what the 1-1 looks like. Buzz, because there is a lot of buzz. And as uh, you know, Joe, you alluded to, there's a lot of smoke screens and different information. So we're going to talk around what the top 10 looks like, what the first round looks like. And I'm going to quiz you at least to get your advice on who the best tooled players are. So when people are trying to decipher for fantasy, you know, you can maybe put hyper focuses on tools. And a lot of people will do articles about this and it's kind of a fun exercise. But Joe, let everybody know what's uh, going down over on the Future Star series. What do you got? What do you got planned for the draft? Because I know you are out there, and uh, I think you're going to be physically at the draft that day. Yeah, I'll be at the draft on the ninth, and I don't know what I'm going to be doing at the draft on the tenth, or whether or not there's going to be a lot of opportunities on day two. But I'll be there for both days. I'll be there for the Futures game. Be there for the 2024 All American game. Um, but no, let's. I mean, next week, next. Yeah, next week we're going to put out our top 614 prospects for the draft. I picked 614 because yeah, that's why? how many draft picks. There's going to there's be 614 picks. It felt like just this great symbiotic relationship that I okay. could push. And then uh, we'll have a mock come out probably on Monday the 3rd. And yeah, just keep an eye on, uh, keep an eye on future stars. Should be a lot of good stuff coming. What about uh, when is the final mock planned? Is it going to be like the Friday, the whatever that is, the seventh? Are you going to do a final mock? Or are you going to do it all the way up until draft day? 
I will probably do a mock. Well, I, I will do a mock that comes out on the seventh. I'm actually going camping uh, the night of the seventh into the eighth. Uh, so balancing the all American game and the future stars game and all that stuff is <laughs> it's a challenge right now, but no, there's going to be stuff going out every single day leading up to all-star weekend. So there's a lot to, there's really a lot to cover in this, but we're going to be just kind of talking about the, the buzz and what's going down and names and everything like that. The, the top thing I wanted to get your opinion on, because I feel like the College World Series, which, by the way, was phenomenal. I know you must have loved it and such a great series going to three and LSU, uh, obviously with how LSU moved up into it. A little bit of a disappointment. Those last two games where it was just these massive blowouts after the first game was that walk off and everything like that. But in all of it, I felt like those two weeks between the uh, the get in game and the actual finals, it built up this newfound love of Paul Skeens. Not that he wasn't loved and blah, 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 but it had been, I feel like pretty, I don't want to say unanimous because I know it's not quite, but like pretty close that everyone's like, it's cruising Skeens, cruising Skeens. A lot of on-air people and just a lot of conversations in general with how phenomenal Skeens was. He just, he didn't mess up. He didn't mess up. 120 pitch. It didn't matter what he did. He was untouchable here. And the conversation started to push about, hey, listen, maybe the Pirates needed to go Paul Skeens. Maybe Paul Skeens is so generational as far as pitchers go that he does belong at 1-1. And I felt like it started to, there started to build up this conversation that this is way more open than anybody thinks it is. So what I'm asking you is, is it way more of a discussion in your mind? Maybe what you're hearing, are there smoke screens? What does 1-1 actually look like? Is it Dylan Cruz? Paul Skeens, or is there some chaos ready to happen? Are the will the Pirates pull an Orioles? Well, let's set the scene a little bit with what this draft class looks like. I think it's important to note it's a really, really strong class for high school shortstops and like high school outfielders. And for that reason, I think a lot of teams are going to want to move some money around, including the Pirates. So I, I don't think there's any question that the everyday essence of Dylan Cruz is the best player, probably the most impactful player available in this class. But with the guys at the top, like Paul Skeens looks like a generational arm. I don't think Wyatt Langford is getting quite the due that he deserves, despite also having a mammoth playoffs and college world series. Like, yeah, Dylan Cruz and Paul Skeens were fantastic, but Wyatt Langford might've been the best offensive player on the field. And I think we're going to get to the point where maybe his name is mentioned as well. You know, this is as good as anyone. Uh, the MLB draft is an exercise in money and budgeting. And I think if it comes down to Dylan Cruz requiring $9.7 million, the full slot for the first pick, and you can get one of, let's say, White Lang- these are just numbers I'm toss- tossing out. They, they don't, they're not indicative of what's going on. You can get White Langford for 8.5 or you can get Paul Skeens for 9.1 and save money and land another like high school shortstop in the comp round or second round. I think there's a real discussion to be had about what is more valuable. So I think from a power rankings perspective, Dylan Cruz is pretty comfortably the best player, uh, the consensus best player. But in terms of what makes the most sense for the Pirates, I think there's a few different ways they can go depending on how healthy they think the rest of the class is and how how much quantity they want to get over one like flash in the pan quality player. Yeah. There's a rumor going around too, that uh, Cruz wants 10 million that he wants over slot on that, which, you know, it could play a role in. I, I think it would be very difficult for any of these teams with the, the top three names, because what, what a lot of circles are saying is if Skeens and Cruz weren't in this, Langford would be the unanimous 1-1. He would be no an doubt. easy 1-1. And in other classes, he would be the 1-1. So it's 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 a very unique spot where the top three are so good that for any team to kind of step back from them would be, I don't know, massively... Um, SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. 
the collide of football pads, the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, in this league. Look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. Look at us. Who would have thought? Not perceived well. It wouldn't be perceived well by the fan base. And, you know, every draft, there's always discussions of, you know, a team passes on said player for another player and it doesn't work out. And that can cost people their jobs. Saving money is one thing, but passing on Cruz, Skeens, or Langford, I think could lose someone their job. And that's why I have a hard time believing that those three aren't the guys so much. So with Cruz, I mean, do you think that Cruz? I think a lot of people are having weird discussions. We kind of did this on CBS a little bit and in a couple other, or no, you know, it was the athletic where, you know, you know, was pushing back on Cruz a little bit to say like, Hey, maybe I'm, I'm paraphrasing some of it, but it was like Cruz might be another version of drew Gilbert or drew Gilbert might be a version of like what Dylan Cruz is. And, Maybe the offensive potential, you know, isn't something we should lot and like, you know, hold him above everybody else. But I look at this guy who's hitting 107 EVs opposite field, doesn't strike out good defender across the board. And I'm like, this is like a one one. And he's from a fantasy perspective, prospect perspective. I think he's top five. So, I mean, do you think there's any part of Dylan Cruz game that's being overplayed by anybody? Uh, yeah, I, I do, but it's, it's, it is nitpicky. I, I think actually Dylan Cruz's best trait is probably his approach. I mean, it's elite level chase rates. He just doesn't expand the zone, but I wrote about this in, uh, I think January or February. Cruz is pretty, I would say below average in terms of his ability to make contact on pitches when he does swing outside of the strike zone. So I think as you get to double a, you start seeing, you know, 3000 RPM sliders, you start seeing real nasty changeups, you start seeing pitches that fool the majority of hitters when they fall behind an account. I will be interested to see whether or not Dylan Cruz's swing, because some believe that there has a, there's a little bit of a groove in it where it's like, yeah, this this totally works in the zone, but it's not great when you have to, you know, expand, extend the arms, things like that. So I guess that's a long form way of saying I'll be interested to see how his strikeout rate holds up in really advanced level ball. I don't have the same concerns with a guy like Wyatt Langford where, you know, he can fight off sliders off the plate. Dylan Cruz hasn't really shown too much of that. So do I think his tools are being overplayed? I think his power is overplayed by the general public. I don't think he's going to be a guy that hits more than 30 home runs a season. I think he's more of like a, like an above average power hitter, but I don't think like the, swing decisions and the polish is being overplayed. I think it's pretty elite. When you think about it from a fantasy game perspective, do you think Langford is a better bet than Cruz? You know, I'd like to see if the team that drafts Dylan Cruz puts him in motion a little bit more. He, I think he's a better runner than some people give him credit for. And I think he could be a guy that steals 15 to 20 bags at the next level. And I don't see that with Wyatt Langford. That being said, you know, Wyatt Langford, I think, has a chance to hit 35 home runs a season and, you know, steal five to eight bags a year. So from a fantasy perspective, I actually think it's pretty close. I think Dylan Cruz is going to get you the on-base percentage and, like I said, the walks and the doubles. But 
if you're hitting for homers, if you're just going for for homers, I think Langford is the better pick. It's like I said, I I compared these two players about a month ago. If you want Andrew McCutcheon, like the first eight years of Andrew McCutcheon's career, that's Dylan Cruz for me. If you want George Springer, that's Wyatt Langford for me. That's that's a very those are two very very interesting. They're comps. pretty good players. <laughs> Have you heard it? I don't know. Is there any of the smokescreen buzz that's going your way about those top three picks? Um, that you know, one of those guys is being pushed up, one of those guys is being pushed down. Is there any top three buzz about the big elite three? The ten million dollar uh, rumor on Dylan Cruz, I've heard quite a few times. I, I've heard that rumor going back to like March, and I think what it might be is is the Boris Corp trying to position him to potentially go to Washington. Um, by saying he's going to be really expensive. But at the end of the day, if, if you're Pittsburgh and you offer him, say, $9.4, $9.5 million and try and save two hundred and fifty grand, uh, Dylan Cruz would be crazy to go back to school. Uh, so I, I think they hold the cards no matter what. If they think he's the best player and, and they are determined to land him, they're going to land him. Yeah, uh, I, I always think of, it's funny when those agents try to do that, by the way, in baseball. Yeah. It's just like, especially with those top picks, it's like, they're not, if they... If they take him they're not going to not he's not going to not go like he can still get yeah. over five hundred thousand dollars no way there's absolutely no way but sorry keep going no no i mean you make a good point like if you're trying to hold a guy if you're trying to float a guy down to like 18 instead of 14 the gap for the bonus makes a lot more sense to to make something like that happen trying to float someone from one to two is a difference of like already seven hundred thousand dollars eight hundred thousand dollars so it just you don't hold a lot of leverage as a player in that case not with Um, those guys boris did it last year by the way with brock porter and kumar rocker if everyone doesn't like pay attention to that he literally leveraged kumar rocker to work brock porter and then those things get those things get passed around. So, you know, why did nobody draft Brock Porter? It's because the dirty secret is everybody knows he will not sign because he's going to get massively, I think probably a million dollars over what anyone would have paid him because yeah. Boris already had those deals. So those deals get done and they can get done in the draft, but not at top five picks. They're not, you're no. not going to have that type. I mean, I guess he did do it with Kamar, but that was a very unique situation. Yeah, no doubt. And just to answer your question, uh, like I've said, I think if Wyatt Langford offers the Pirates the chance to take him for like somewhere between eight and eight point five, or Paul Skeens offers the Pirates the chance to take him for like nine mil, and you save that amount of money, I actually think the margin between those players and Dylan Cruz is close enough to where they should do it. So I haven't heard anything specific in terms of it actually happening yet. How about what or whom are a couple of the players? that someone would be trying to do this for. And this is typically, these are um, high usually high school guys that you can pay a little bit over slot. Like I'm looking into your twenties and thirties. Like I'm trying to figure out like who are the player or two that you think like, okay, great. We can save this so we can go and do what try to secure who yeah. do you have an I idea mean the, of who maybe those people would be? The biggest guy is Thomas white. He's kind of been the guy that everyone's thrown the big price tag on. He's committed to Vanderbilt. He's a six foot six inch lefty, kind of has all the pitches. Um, I think that's the guy that everyone's kind of circled as. Uh, you know, if you're going to need three million dollars in the comp round, this is kind of the guy. I think Kevin McGonigal kind of fits under that uh, under that same umbrella as well. So, um, but I, I just think, and we'll kind of get to this. The high school shortstop class is so strong this year in terms of depth. I think a lot of teams are going to try and move some money around to pull those guys down to picks 31 through 40. And that might lead to the bigger thing here. So let's go into the top 10. This is top 10 buzz. Um, If you guys want to go and check out futurestarseries.com, you can check out the entire board. They got 600. You're going to go 614. You guys are crazy. You're crazy uh, in the best way. 600 on here. You could check out what the board looks like. Uh, not to, and I want people to click and do it. So not to steal to regurgitate, but I do want to list off real quick your top ten because I want to talk about what buzz might be out there. So you've got Cruz at one, you've got Langford at two, Paul Skeens at three. It's not a mock draft, by the way. This is just the yeah. rankings. Walker Jenkins at four, Max Clark at five, followed by Kyle Teal, which I think you were really on early too. I think you were talking a lot about him, and he's Love moved Kyle up Teal. in every circle. Love this. This is interesting because this is out of the norm of what like pipeline and some of these places are doing, but you got Jacob Gonzalez at seven and this, he was at one time thought of as like a top guy. 
and I've seen him be pushed down to the teens. You've got him at seven. Um, Namala, Arjun Namala, uh, shortstop at eight. Chase Dolander at nine. And Tommy Troy at 10. That is your top 10. So the question is, what buzz are you hearing around the top 10 picks? Guys that you have ranked that are in there that might fall, some guys that might be popping in. What type of buzz is out there around the top 10 picks? Yeah, so we're pushing out, like I said, a new board on Monday, and Jacob Gonzalez is going to be 12 on that board. So he's fallen a little bit in my own rankings. Just some some more research. I think it does make sense for him to fall a little bit. He does have suitors in the top 10, but you can kind of look out for that. The guy I'm watching here is Rhett Louder. I think I have him 11 on the board that you're looking at. Because Jacob Gonzalez fell, he's up to number 10 on the board. I think Rhett Lauder pitched so well in the playoffs and in the College World Series with so much heat at those games that he's the type of guy that actually might sneak up into the fifth or sixth pick in the draft. I think he's moving maybe as high as, probably not as high as four actually, but five or six. He'd be a guy that I would look to go pretty early. And then outside of that, like I just I have a hard time seeing Kyle Teal get past the Royals at eight, considering their current situation with uh, an aging Salvi Perez, with the amount of heat that they've had in to see Kyle Teal over the last couple of months of the season. Uh, that's a guy that I think has pretty well cemented himself into the top 10. L- listen, the MLB draft, as we learn every single year, is a crapshoot. Like one thing goes wrong from, you know, name your mock draft, and it just kind of devolves into chaos. Um, We'll see what happens. Like I could see situations where Max Clark falls to nine just because some teams prefer college performers. So um, I'm excited to see what happens. I'm sure it's I'm sure nobody's going to get anything right once again. Who who do you think of your top 10 is the most likely? And we'll and we'll take uh, Jacob Gonzalez out of this now and actually would put. Uh, at least the rank I'm looking at, maybe Rhett Louder, you can have his time. It would have put Noble Meyer in at number 10, mm, who yeah. had a great com, uh, combine. Who do you think is the most likely to fall of your top 10? I, and and personally, from mock drafts, the one thing I thought was really interesting is uh, Arjun Namala, I feel like, has not equated to where people rank him to where he is getting mocked. And I think that's really fascinating, whether it's you know you or Pipeline or anybody, he never seems to line up rank to mock. So I kind of feel like, could that be a guy? But maybe talk about Namala and anyone you think that has a chance to really fall out of the top 10. I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, I value Arjun Namala for everything that he is. And I think a lot of people in the industry just value him for everything that he is. I mean, he's 17. He's got mammoth raw power. He plays shortstop. He's going to play shortstop. He's a plus runner. He's got an above average arm. Like he's got all the tools, but his hit tool was kind of. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In this league. Oh, I remember. I love 
in this league. Yeah, I remember that. You know, on and off, like a little streaky this spring, specifically with uh, with spin. So I'm taking it, and this is th- these are my rankings. I like Baseball America and Pipeline do it a little bit different. They try and gauge the industry and do a consensus for the industry. I use the industry and then kind of my own model in building this board. I personally see Namala as a top seven or eight value in this class, especially once he commits himself to baseball, which he's never done. So, but with that said, I think that he and Noble Meyer are the obvious ones as guys that could tumble. I mean, teams aren't sold on Namala's hit tool. He could fall as far as, you know, 17, 18, 19, 20. And I think Noble Meyer is just the the high school right-hander, right? I mean, the it's not a great year for high school pitching. Meyer really stands out. But when the college bat class is as strong as it is, I think Meyer's got a chance to, fu- to, to fall into that, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18 range as well. So um, it's kind of like last year where there were enough college bats to push some of the really talented high school arms down the board. That ultimately could happen again. Without a, without a question, who do you, do you think there's a player? If if you were to pinpoint a guy, give me the guy that you think could be the surprise top ten pick. You know, maybe it's gotten chattered around. You know, I'm looking at your board. Um, you know, Chase Davis has moved way up. Bryce Eldridge is a two way player. I personally love Matt Shaw. I, I know you've already let's let's take Rhett Louder out of this, but if there was a guy that would shock people. And usually those tend to be high school guys. Maybe, you know, it's the George Lombards or whatever. Is there someone that you think that could be a big shock to jump inside the top 10? Well, the guy that stands out for me, and I don't know if it's a total shock because he's being mocked at like 11 and 12 in a lot of places. I could see, let's see Kyle Teal goes off the board before eight. I could see Colin Houck going to the Royals at eight or Blake Mitchell going to the Royals at eight. I'm not sure like the Royals, the way that they've tackled the draft over the last few years, they tend to get creative with their money. And if the guy that they want isn't there, they, they call an audible like they did with Frank Mazzucato. So that would be the one that I'm like, yeah, I think Colin how, you know, maybe he goes to the diamondbacks at 11, but I think he's on the board a little bit earlier than that too. Yeah, yeah, Dimebacks 12. Well, talk to me about yeah. Colin Houck, too, because I, I was kind of complaining to you before. I don't think I've seen a single other player in a mock, and maybe I just haven't been paying attention enough, than Colin Houck to the Diamondbacks. And he has been like the lock. But I don't see everybody being like, oh, this is blah, blah, blah. This is already a guarantee. It's just it seems to be some assumption that those guys are a match made in heaven. I mean, do you think they are? I mean, you have Colin Houck here at 22, but he's a guy that – could go in the top 10. What What is so special about Colin Houck in your eyes? Well, he just does everything really well. And I know that's kind of a cliche answer, but you're talking about a kid that's been a two-sport star for his entire career at Parkview. And a lot of times when you see a high school quarterback that also plays baseball, they can't really hit. Like they've got the physical tools, they've got the power, they can run, they've got the throwing arm, but they can't really hit. This is different. I mean, like I, I liken it to when Bubba Chandler was coming out two years ago. Maybe that I think that was two years ago. Yeah. He had all the physical tools in the world, and he could also pitch, but he could not hit. Colin Houck has hit at every showcase, at every tournament. He's hit for power. He plays a smooth shortstop. He's got an above-average arm. He's an above-average runner. Like He checks all the boxes. And I think when a player is already doing everything you want to see them doing and they haven't committed full-time to one sport – it just kind of gives off that impression like the trajectory, like this could really, really take off if it all clicks even more. 6'2", 185 pounds, like he's a physical kid. He's going to hit for power. Um, I think, you know, if you're looking for upside and safety, Colin Houck has kind of shown that uh, that he can play the game. I like that one. Um, let's move into first round buzz. So let's just make it a little bit more macro here and just talk about, you know, we we focus on the top ten. Now, when you start to open it up, there's more names. If, if people familiarize themselves, you know, Jacob Wilson with GCU. Uh, I've always liked Johandy Morales. Blah blah blah. 
What are you hearing buzz-wise for the first round? A player that could fall, players that could be jumping in that people might not be familiar with. You know, something came to my mind. We were talking off air about um, uh, Hurston Waldrop, and that's one of those guys that there was, I don't know, I heard some people like a month or two months ago saying like some liked him over Skeens because of the pure stuff, but there's some, you know, you saw it in the, the series, the erratic, I think six walks in game two. It just, it's kind of there. I wonder in my mind, like, is that one of those guys? I mean, he's a college pitcher, but you wonder with some of the, uh, the maybe relief risk, could, is that a guy that could fall out? I'm just setting you up to say, what type of buzz are you hearing in the first round that might surprise either way, positive or negative? I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like Jacob Wilson, you brought up Hurston Waldrop, you brought up. Those are the two guys at the college level that I think everyone is kind of waiting to see what happens. I, I look at Jacob Wilson specifically with the Miami Marlins because of the safety of Jacob Berry last year. And I'm like, okay, if Jacob Wilson goes 10 to the Marlins, which is a need. They could use, you know, a future shortstop or third baseman. Just they need infield depth. Uh, great. If he doesn't go to the Marlins, there's enough model teams behind him to where it's like, where does he go? Like, where does he fall? Does he go 21 to St. Louis? Does he go 22 to Seattle? Does he, you know, does he fall to 26 or 25 to the Yankees? Like, I, I don't, he's one that I think could still go in the top 10 because there are enough general managers and scouting directors in baseball that are conservative and are looking for like value, like floor value. Like this is definitely a big leaguer. But also, he's the type of guy that could fall out of the top 25, I think, because there is enough ceiling talent above him. And then Waldrop, you know, this is a bad year for pitching, just in general. Uh, there, there are like zero performers in this class besides Louder and Skeens. Uh, Dolander was very, very good, too, but, you know, didn't quite meet the expectations that were probably placed on him. And Waldrop falls into that category, too. I think he had an ERA over five this year. He walked a ton of people. The fastball got pummeled so i think you know you look at that and you go okay well is it possible that a team drafts him and thinks that he can be kevin gosman and be like splitter first i don't know it's it's tough like i i think waldrip could go in the top 12 i think he makes sense for the angels and the diamondbacks i also could see hurston waldrip in an alternate universe being available on july 10th when day two gets started so someone always falls like a player always falls and i just wonder where those two guys end up ultimately yeah. Um, what about any guys that are really moving up, you know, in that second round that could be options into the first? First is always a little dicey because you could throw in like compensatory, like we talked about, like that would be the uh, Tommy White, you know, compensatory, so on, blah, blah, blah. But somebody that, I mean, I guess you could start to look at like teams. You could be like Philly, Astros, Yankees, Padres, something like that. But is there a player or two you could identify that is resoundingly seen as an as a second, third round pick? that could be an option to jump up into the first. Yeah. So I kind of started this podcast off by saying like picks five through 15. I think there's enough high school talent in this class that there are going to be teams like the Royals, for example, that ultimately try and move money around to land a high profile player in the second round, a high profile prep. So you may see some college guys or underrated high school guys go in that range that nobody has anywhere close to that range on their boards. A guy that sticks out for me is Bryce Matthews, the shortstop out of Nebraska. I think most people kind of see him going in the 40 to 60 range, but he's a guy that I think could end up going to a team like Boston, for example, or going to a team like the Cubs or one of these teams saving a million dollars. And then they can grab a guy like a Kevin McGonigal in the second round or an Alex Clemmy in the second round. I think another guy to watch out for, two guys, uh, Joe Whitman, the lefty out of Kent State. He looked really good on the Cape. It's a tough year for college pitching. I think he's got the floor of a number four. He could be the type of guy that saves you a bunch of money in the top you know, 15 picks. And then the, the guy that I struggle with the most in this class is Rafael Velasquez. He's a catcher first baseman out of Huntington Beach. A lot of people think he is the best pure hitter on the high school side. He's committed to Arizona State. I think if you're a GM or a scouting director and you see this guy like, hey, he's probably a first baseman, but the dude is definitely, definitely, definitely going to hit. He's a big leaguer. Uh, maybe they take him in the in the 5 to 15 or 5 to 18 range and afford yourself a high profile high school shortstop or high school pitcher in that 
35 to 55 range. So those would be the guys that immediately stand out. Good names. These are some very good names. Is there anything else, by the way, that's just like ruminating with you of the buzz you're saying it's starting to pick up? Is there anything that you've heard, even if you can't even say what it is, is there any of that stuff that's starting to get weird? Like, are we into weird um, smokescreen territory yet on the draft? Yeah, I I tell you, man, I'm talking to all these uh, folks and they just they pour all this information that they think you want to hear agents and, and, you know, different people in front offices and you know, you're just like Oscar the Grouch, just like sifting through it, trying to find something that actually has any material substance. And the one thing, and I already brought it up, the one thing that I really do think is very real is I think teams in that 5 to 15 range are trying to get creative. And the reason I say that is I'm hearing it from teams and I'm hearing it from agents. And when both of them are kind of saying the same thing, like so-and-so is looking to make a deal, so-and-so is looking to cut a deal, I think those conversations are actually happening happening. So that's why I just think like every year, this draft is going to disintegrate into absolute madness. Like every draft does and diamondbacks are on the clock at 12 and you know, Walker Jenkins is available or something crazy like that. Don't get me excited. Don't don't get me jazzed up like that. Don't get me going here. Sorry, I, don't, I didn't mean to ruffle your feathers. That, I mean that's. I mean, like I'm gonna get excited. Like, don't get me too excited about it. It's like <laughs> that you say that, and then at the end of the day, it'll just be like you know, it'll be something. Jake, uh, you get Jacob Wilson at twelve. Jacob Wilson, hundred percent. It'll be Jacob Wilson. It'll be right. like, oh, okay, great, good Safe. defender. It'll be here soon. Hit. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, let's finish this off with talking about tools. So I'm going to present a tool. You are welcome to give a player or two. Um, You could say this is a high school and a college version. However you want to do it, I'm game. So multiplayer, just one. Let's start on the hitting side. Best power tool. I think that one's pretty straightforward. I think it's Kemp Alderman out of Ole Miss. And while he doesn't have a very good hit tool, I mean, it's not the most polished hit tool. I do think he's a guy that ends up going in the second round just because I, I, you might remember like Ivan Melendez went last year. I think he went to the Diamondbacks, didn't he? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So a same type of thing. Like I think enough GMs and scouting directors love power so much. He'll probably sneak into the second round. Okay. Best hit tool. Okay. So my answer is going to surprise you. I think the two best hit tools, I'll say two of them. I think Matt Shaw is the most complete hitter. Told you I loved him side. before we, we got on air. I was like, I'm obsessed yeah. with Matt Shaw right now. I think he checks every box, whereas a lot of other hitters, Jacob Wilson included, um, have some sort of red flag, whether it's chase or swing decisions or spin. I think Matt Shaw just covers it all. The other guy that I'll point out that doesn't get talked about enough is Max Anderson out of, out of Nebraska. Uh, I wrote some stories for future stars over the last month talking about who hits velocity the best, who hits spin the best, who, you know, makes contact on pitches out of the zone the best. And Max Anderson was in the elite category on every single article. So I think he's kind of slept on a little bit. All right. Now, best hit plus power tool. So this is the combo. This is utilizing power and their overall ability to make contact. Who is at the uh, top of this board? Walker Jenkins on the high school side is probably that answer. On the college side, I'll actually say Tommy Troy. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? 
Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The snozberries taste like snozberries. I'm freaking out, man. You are freaking out, man. Littering and... Littering and... Um, in this league. Break it down. I don't know why I said I was going to stare into the sun. <laughs> my eyes already hurt. I was about to say, that might hurt your scouting process in the future. Yeah, my Jimmy. eyes That's already hurt. Out. Yeah, yeah. Maybe just take a nap. I think naps are the best thing to do. Take a long nap. I like it. That's a long, long call. nap. And uh, yeah, and then we'll get back at it. You already get back at it. Joe Doyle, thank you, my friend. And uh, we will, we'll talk to you post-draft, man. All right, man. Appreciate you. And there you go. That is the episode. Thank you so much to Joe. Thank you to everybody for hanging out. Hopefully have some fun updates. I got so many friends that are out at these things, just not me, you know, Jeff and Joe and Bogman's going to be there and a whole bunch of these guys between all of these games that we should be able to get some pretty cool updates. And hopefully I'm going to try to sneak some, I want to try to get a hold of some people for some interviews as well. That'll be the super fun thing. Uh, this episode was brought to you by Sid's Graphs. Go to sidsgraphs.com today. We told you Dennis is going to be on shortly. Well, he's kind of busy right now because he's going to be doing those eight or nine signings at the Futures game and he gets awesome stuff that comes out of it not just cards future game baseballs sometimes jerseys bats helmets all of that stuff is available on his website sidsgraphs.com you can also find the ebay store it is they are unique in-person autographs that sometimes you can't find anywhere else also you know the jackson churio one it's a full name autograph of his that you don't see anywhere else it's very unique cool stuff and dennis always is supporting the podcast he's going to be bringing some future game balls to me which are going to then the the return of the break this league is i swear it's just upon us and we will have in raffles giveaways we're going to have some of these future game baseballs and some cool and some cards and stuff like that so i want to thank dennis for doing that and hopefully you guys want to go check out his awesome stuff sidsgraphs.com all right friendos strap in it is going to be a busy busy weekend not to mention the GMs and stuff that are going to be all in one spot, talking, working through trades. Also, prospects are going to be on the move. That's the other thing. We are going to see some guys on the move as a trade deadline starts to pick up. So really, dynasty prospect people strap in for not just the rest of the season, but this next like three weeks should be pretty wild between the draft, the call-ups, and all the moves. And I'm excited to talk to you guys about it. As always, we'll also be doing a listener mailbag episode that I'll be posting on Patreon so we can answer some of your questions. And I know it'll be very draft centric. So we'll be sure to not just be covering, you know, the latest awesome prospects, but we'll be talking about where these new guys are going to be placed. And we will do it right here on Prospect One. You guys have a fantastic weekend. And I will talk to you next week right here and this weekend on Prospect One. Bye, friends. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.